Hello and welcome. I am Chris. I'm Carolyn. And we're the Clouds. And you're tuning into On Cloud Nine, episode one. Episode one. How does it feel? A little weird. <laughs> I think that's to be expected. Yeah. I'm still getting used to the whole being in front of a camera and yeah. having a microphone at my mouth. It's yeah. a little weird, but... I think you'll get used to it. It just takes some time, just like yeah. anything. Yeah. So today, actually, before we get started on our topic today, I do want to say one thing to the world. We just... Right before this, we're watching the Little League World Series, day one today, officially. Yeah. And it's the greatest, well, other than March Madness, <laughs> it's the second greatest sports tournament of the year, bar none. I love the Little League World Series. That's just my hot take for today. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Were you nervous? Uh, yeah, I had no idea where you were going with that, honestly. <laughs> Okay, well, I just love it. I think it's so fun. Those kids are so talented. It's incredible. And yeah. it was kind of my dream growing up to go more than yeah. anything. So I'm living vicariously gotcha. through the kids. And it was fun. We just watched Texas win. So. Texas won, yep. So yeah. hopefully they win the whole thing. That would be cool. That would be cool. So anyways, moving along to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Today we wanted to talk about adjusting to married life. Yeah. Something that we're going actively going through. In the thick of, I we're think. We're in the yeah. thick of it, yeah, because we're, what are we, like seven Almost months six in? Months. Six months we'll in? six months next week. Our time flies. Yeah. So yeah, almost yeah. six months in to being married, and it's definitely been quite an adjustment for yeah. a multitude of reasons for yes. us, I think. So why don't we start out before we talk about actually adjusting for anyone who's new or doesn't know us or is just tuning in because they were searching randomly online and found <laughs> us and tell our story of from the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. And I guess you should probably do this because you're more of the storyteller. Well, and you know, and the I was in it. you yeah. like know the beginning of our story better than I do. Because yeah. you were there. I lived it. Everyone's like, what is, what are they talking about? It don't make sense when I explain it. But yeah. Yeah. Especially I said, yeah, because I was in it. Like you weren't. Yeah. Well, I wasn't in the very beginning. The very beginning. All right. So you were with your mom and your sister on a girls weekend. Yes, we were right before it was a couple weeks before Christmas. We were supposed to go to one place plans changed things fell through so we decided to pivot and go somewhere else for this weekend closer to home and we parked the car we're getting out we're starting our little shopping journey and across the street my sister saw this boutique that had a sweatshirt in the window and she was like no offense but we're buying you the sweatshirt today and the sweatshirt said nope still not married and it was the perfect sweatshirt to wear for the holidays. So your family just stops asking you about how your love life is going and all those things. And so of course I laughed at that point, I'd been single for a few years and you know, my family's always on my case about like, Oh, you should go on a date. Like, what are you doing? You know? So I was like, sure, whatever. So we decide we'll make that our last stop of the day. So we go out, we go shopping for a few hours, go to eat. And then we finally make it into the store my sister takes a picture of me in front of the store before we go in. 
And then we get inside, we're looking through the clothing racks and the woman working in the store, you know, says hi, strikes up a conversation, tells me that one color of the sweatshirt would look good with my hair. Cause at that point I had fire engine red hair, super bright. Little mermaid red. Almost little mermaid. <laughs> that was yeah, the next that was, time. That was the next yeah. time. <laughs> so we strike up conversation and my sister says, she's like, yeah, well this is, you know, kind of her life. You know, we're just getting it for her cause we think it'd be funny and you know, one thing leads to another and your mom, it ends up being Chris's mom that's working in the store. And she's like, oh, well, you're single. How old are you? And I was like, I'm 28. And she's like, oh, well, my son's 28. And my sister goes, do you have a picture of him? Immediately. So 20 minutes later, our moms are talking to each other inside this boutique and showing each other our Instagrams and Facebooks and yep. whatnot. And so, um, I didn't think anything of it. We left the store and Chris's mom ended up taking a picture of my Instagram and a couple of days later sent him my Instagram. And then it was game over from there. He yep. sent me a message and slid into the DMs. <laughs> it went down in the DMs it as did. the cool kids say. It these sure days. did. Yeah. Well, actually the cool kids probably don't say that. I had the W Riz. That's what Carl. Oh no. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's what, what my brother would say. That's what he would tell. W tell you. Riz, which apparently is like wooing the ladies. I guess Being so. Being good with wooing the ladies. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe you can tell us because that lingo is about 10 years ago for us, I think. Yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so if you want to, if you care to explain, just leave a comment on one yes. of our social medias and let us know. But yeah, so he sent me a message on Instagram a couple days later and I... No, I think you requested to follow me first before you sent me a message because my yeah her profile is private, which is a tough one, right, guys? You're like, your mom sends you this girl's profile, and you want to scope her out before you message her, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be picky with who you send messages to. <laughs> it's just the fact of the matter, right? But so you only get the little profile Circle. icon that's small, <laughs> but you can't even click on it. No, so it's just this tiny little thing. So I got that follow request. Well, because I don't even think I can. You can send a message if you're private. No. Yeah. So you At had to accept my, that first. Yeah. So you, yeah, you sent me a friend request, and it was in the morning, right when I woke up to go to work, and I looked at my phone, and I was like, "Is this who I think it is?" I was like, "I'm pretty sure this is this lady's son," and so I accepted it, and I texted my sister and told her. And she's like, send him a message right now. And I was like, no, (laughs) first of all, no. So I went about the work day. No communication happened. And then fast forward to my drive home from work. And I'm stuck at a train crossing. And I, my phone lights up and I had a message from Chris. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is interesting. And I'm like, something's actually happening here. And um, (laughs) just over a message and... Sure enough, we hit it off. We started talking and then we went on our first date a week later. And then the rest is history. The second we were, date, like three days later. Yeah. 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 And then we started dating officially end of December, beginning of January. And then we were engaged in September, nine months nine after months we started later, dating. Yeah. 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 It was very quick for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I think that was part of us just being intentional with what we wanted very much so. from the beginning and with us being in our late 20s too we, we were intentional in the aspect of we're dating to find a spouse and right 
very clear with that. But yeah, I mean, I, us being in our late twenties too, we're not messing around. We don't need to waste time dating for three years and trying to figure it out. Cause at yeah. that point, you yeah, I think have if you're dating idea. for three years and you're not engaged, you either need to like put a ring on it or break up, break it off. And that'll probably rub some yeah. friends listening the wrong way, possibly. <laughs> so sorry if that's you. We say that with love, but it is the truth. If you're dating for years and you're in a spot where you can afford to get married or you're dating, but you're pretending to be married. Right. Realistically, you should already be married at that point. Like yeah. if you can make a decision to live with the person that you're dating as an adult or whatever the case may be, like you can make the decision to marry them at that point. Cause I feel like if you, you move in, you play married, you date for three years and then you break up. It's like, you just wasted all of that time yeah. when you could have been so and so much more intentional with your time, but also the, you, the other person's time of who yeah. you're dating. Agreed. Cause then Agreed. you're just starting over from scratch and yeah, saves yourself the heartbreak as well. Sure. Too, so. Yeah. I mean, we did things like very traditional as well. Mm-hmm. We didn't live together before we got married. Yeah. We made it a point to not live together. In fact, your lease for your apartment expired on our wedding day. Yes. Which was just happenstance. That was totally a God or thing. Or a God thing. Which totally. I, yeah. The whole the whole start of the relationship and all of that was yeah. definitely divine intervention, I think. And yeah. So we met, we got engaged in September. We had our wedding date picked out before... We got engaged. We did. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that, but we did. We we had already at that point had the conversation of you are the person that I want to marry. You're the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And so just because we were excited, we started looking at venues and just kind of getting an idea of like what the other person liked because we knew engagement and marriage was the next step. And yeah. Well, when we knew we didn't want even before we got engaged, we never wanted a long engagement. Correct. We didn't want it to be years. Yeah. Because yeah. we wanted to live together. Yeah. <laughs> well, multiple reasons. Multiple but reasons, but yeah. That was definitely a big one. The biggest thing. And so we started looking and we both found our venue that we ended up getting married at. And we're like, oh my gosh, this this is so cool. Like this is definitely where we want to get married. And I had mentioned it to my sister. And so she played wedding planner for me and called the venue just to see what their availability was. And they had our wedding date, which was February 24th. And then the next available date on a Friday or Saturday was like August. Yeah. I think think at that point. And so, you know, we had had the conversation and I mentioned it to my parents, not realizing that Chris had actually already talked to my dad. Mm-hmm. How do you talk to my dad? Or you were I about talked to him to? before you booked the venue. Yeah. Before your mom booked the venue. So my Chris had already talked Terrifying, to my dad. by the way. <laughs> and I didn't know it, but I just <laughs> mentioned it to them. I'm like, I would like to marry Chris. So I'm just going to throw this out there. We really like this venue, but here's the availability. And we, I'd rather get married in February than in August in the dead heat of the summer. And praise God, we were not planning a wedding for this month with how hot it's been. Oh but, my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. So they ended up booking the venue, but oh, everything was really a surprise. And then we got engaged about three weeks later. Sure. Yeah. I, don't, I think I so. don't remember when we Somewhere booked. around there um, from when I they put the timeline together. But 
At Wrigley Field. At Wrigley Field. Right in front of the marquee. One of my favorite places in the world. Go Cubs, go. Shout out Cubbies. (laughs) I'll be a Cubs fan for a day. Well, you married a Cubs fan, so. Yeah. I'm a Braves fan. You're a Cubs fan. Which is fine. I'll pull for the Cubs. The problem is that they're both in the National League. Correct. I I wish we were in different leagues. It would be much easier. Yeah. Especially with the way the Cubs are looking. I mean, it's... uh, we, we could have a postseason battle. We might be a house divided come later this fall. Yeah. Just for a weekend or so. Well, it depends if it's five or seven games. I mean, that's a full week. That's true. A full series. Yeah. So. But yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of our story mm-hmm. from beginning to end in super speed. Yes. With a whole lot of fun in between. But today we're talking about adjusting to married life. Adjusting. Yes. Adjust the keyword being adjusting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not just married life, but I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a constant adjustment. So yeah. let's start out with just living together or living with somebody mm-hmm. of the opposite sex. Yes. What about it? Well, what's unique or interesting or what didn't you expect or what caught you off your toes? Caught me off my toes. Or what's I've the most annoying that. thing that I do? <laughs> You've never heard caught you off your toes? No. I I've guess heard caught you off guard, but not caught you off your toes. It's like the opposite of keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> that's Maybe funny. that's not a real thing. I Maybe I just made that up. It's a Chris original. Maybe. Caught you off your toes. See, this is the one part about married life that I do enjoy is that I just, we come up with random things or you learn something new every day. So that is nice. Clowisms. Clowisms. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> or the Carolinisms. We got a lot of those. <laughs> we do. We do. You'll understand more once you get to know the kind of person I am, my She'll personality. She'll pop one out. She'll pop one out yeah. at some point during a podcast I just episode. say the darndest things. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest adjustment, truthfully, was learning how you are, like, when I'm not around. Like, when you're dating, we weren't together 24-7. I mean, we did spend a lot of time together, but there's still a lot of those moments where... Like I'd be at my apartment or I'd be out somewhere and you were by yourself here, just two different locations and how you are like in your personal downtime of, you know, just whatever you choose to do with your day. If you're where you decide to work on a project because you want to keep busy or you lay on the couch, like whatever it is. I think learning that of like how you like to enjoy like your off time, so to speak, and kind of navigating okay, I don't want to like be in your way, but I also like want to be around you. So I think that's an adjustment. And then I am a little bit more of a cluttered person than Chris is. (laughs) And so I have gotten so much better since we've been married, but I have my moments. (laughs) He, I a little bit might be like a gremlin when it comes to my nightstand. Chris has like two things on his nightstand at all times. Max, that's it. Unless we're going to bed. I have at least two, three cups on my nightstand at all times with like my Bible, my devotional, my journal, a couple of pens, push pins, push, we're just random stuff. It's just, that's like the catch all basically. So that's, I'm, that's your junk drawer. It's just not a drawer. No, it's on. <laughs> it's just there for the whole world to see. So I think that's a little bit of, a difference and an adjustment is like constantly reminding myself Chris likes to be very organized and orderly and that's how he functions where I have to keep so many lists in people's lives and tasks and like 
deadlines and all this stuff together for work that when I come home, I don't want to think. So I don't want to have to worry about it. And my nightstand just happens to be the place that chaos forms, I guess is the best word for it. So yeah, adjusting to our our different routines of cleanliness as far as clutter is concerned. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that one goes both ways because as much as I want like everything to be clean and orderly because that's like for me a de-stressor almost Mm -hmm. to not have all of that. I also don't want to like invade your... Wow, my voice just cracked. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Finally. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to like invade your personal space Mm -hmm. or make you feel like, oh, you know, he had to clean that for me and now you feel guilty or anything like that. So it's just one of those things that, I mean, you learn to live with both ways, I think. Yeah. And I think it's been an advantage almost that you are much more of like an organized and orderly person as far as like how you keep your spaces just because it does kind of force me to be like, okay, I know that means a lot to you. So let me make more of an effort to keep things a little bit organized. And now I'm also in that space too, where I, there's so much chaos going in my, in and through my brain all the time (laughs) of like schedules and everything that I'm like, I just need everything to be calm. And so I think that's been a good push as well. But yeah, I think what other adjustments would you say? Well, I mean, there's a lot, there's all sorts of things that there's all sorts of advice that people give you when you're getting married, whether it's solicited or not. Yeah. And I mean, we appreciate obviously most of the advice that we get, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so many little things. I think what comes to mind is, at least for us in the space that we're in, is the bathroom. So the bathroom has been an adjustment and that has nothing to do with you being cluttered and me not because the bathroom's usually pretty clean. Yeah. But we have a small bathroom. Yes. So we don't have like two vanities. A dual vanity. Yeah. What do they call that? A dual vanity. Dual yeah. vanity. I don't know if you can hear this. We're a dog-friendly household and Cooper is just slopping up water right now. So sorry. Welcome to episode one of our podcast. Yeah. This is what happens when you're podcast studio doubles as your office and living room yes is and your dog's room so yeah man he is going hard over there he's thirsty like we never give him water that's hilarious that's just it's cooper yeah cooper things all right he's done he's probably gonna come lay over here now you're gonna see a tail and we're just welcome to the real life this is not a a dog friendly podcast buddy you lay down and we're not I'm glad that this is happening, though. Truth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's real not life, like, you know, I mean, yeah, we're like a real life couple. We deal with real life problems like dogs walking into <laughs> <Yes>. your <laughs> podcast studio. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Anyways, where were we? Bathroom. The bathroom. Yes. yes. Um, so it's not a knock on you being cluttered or anything. It's just small. Mm-hmm. And we have like one sink and it's, I mean, a relatively small bathroom. So there's just not a lot of room for two people right. to be, you know, it'd be fine if you're like an Airbnb or whatever and you share a bathroom, oh, yeah. but it's, it's definitely a stretch to use as a full complete bathroom for two people. Yes. And naturally women have a lot more products that they normally keep in the bathroom than men do. So sure. navigating storage space alone, I think has been an adjustment yeah. for sure. Like, okay, what can I throw away? What is a necessity and what should we just 
find a drawer and just keep it in there until we yeah. decide what to do with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's a big one. And then also scheduling for two people. So, or I guess not being selfish with your scheduling mm -hmm. and just having to navigate that. I have somebody in my life now who's an equal piece of me and I need to respect their time or confirm with them, you know, or confirm with you that we don't have anything going on. And it's not, some people be up in arms about this. Like, Oh, oh you yeah. have to ask your wife for permission mm -hmm. or if I want to go golf or something like that. Yeah. Like, what do you have to ask your wife for? And it's not that I'm asking permission. It's that one, I'm letting you know yeah. out of respect that this is what I'm going to be doing. And two, I am beholden to my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. Correct. So if I don't have it on my calendar and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm open that day. I have to ask you because you may have something that I didn't put on my calendar and if I didn't put it on my calendar, guaranteed I forgot it. Yeah. Like, like I said, I have to be beholden to my calendar because I just forget things. Mm. I have a lot going on. We all, I mean, everyone does. Right. I'm not trying to act like I'm busier than everyone <laughs> else because I'm definitely not. But if it's not there, that's just how I remember things. Right. Is using a, a digital calendar. So just, yeah. just keeping that in mind when scheduling things like hanging out with the guys or going to the cigar shop mm -hmm. or whatever it is, just double checking with your spouse to make sure that, you know, we don't have anything else. Yeah. Any prior obligations. Yeah. And piggybacking on that for at least in the way that we have set the foundation of our marriage up where you made the comment, it's not asking for permission. It's just out of respect. Right. The same thing goes for me when I, make plans to go have coffee with a friend or to go get my nails done or whatever I decide to go do. And I check with Chris. It's not me asking him permission. I'm like, Oh, I think I'm going to go get coffee with somebody. Like, is that okay? Like, I'm not asking if he's okay with me going to get coffee. I'm just asking out of respect for him in case like there's something that he planned for us to go do that. We just haven't had the chance to talk about yet. And that, I think that falls into like, wives submitting to your husbands out of respect for you being the leader of our like household. Um, and that's the same kind of thing. It's just out of respect for you being my husband. I want to make sure there's not something going on. Um, but it's not in any way me being a grown woman asking my husband for permission to go do things or spend money. Like that's not the dynamic whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think in today's day and age, a lot of that gets twisted. Very where much it's like, so. oh, like you have to be a strong, independent woman and you don't need to ask a man for anything. And it's, it has nothing to do with you not being a strong, independent woman. It has to do with like we're a team and we do things together and we talk about things yes. together for a reason. Yes. <laughs> so. I'm a strong, independent woman, but I like having somebody to do life with. Yeah. For sure. I don't want to do it by myself. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> I've already tried that. It doesn't work. So yeah. 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 Well, that's a good segue into how we divide up like household chores and things yeah. like household tasks that are, my parents call them blue and pink jobs. Interesting. Which is funny. That's like their dynamic. That's, that's not like our dynamic. Right. Typically. So blue and pink job would be like a male or female job yeah. or husband or wife job. And I guess in a 
ultra traditional role, it would be the man goes to work and does things around the house like mows the lawn, Mm -hmm. fixes the cars and does the house maintenance and barbecues. Dads cook outside and moms cook inside. I'm making this seem like my parents have an ultra conservative like relationship like that. And they don't. And that's not but, how it is. Yeah. But that's the blue and pink job thing yeah. is just what they called them. And I, I'm not calling mm-hmm. them out in any way for that. Yeah. But I think that a lot of the dynamics get looked down upon like in a conservative like Christian household like right. that where it's the men do this and the women do this. We don't really do that. No. We kind of split up everything. Mm-hmm. We both do our own laundry, but you'll do my laundry or I'll do your laundry. Yeah. It's, it's more like this task has to get done. And if I have time, I'll do it. And if you have time, you'll yeah. do it. I would love to go to work and have you be a stay-at-home wife and cook and clean <laughs> and raise the kids when we have them. But... That's just not the dynamic we have right. at this point. And maybe it will be in the future. But I just don't see the benefit of like, oh, the woman has to clean. Like the yeah. woman has to do the dishes. The woman has to clean the house. I'm bringing in a paycheck and you're bringing in a paycheck and you work as much as I do. Mm-hmm. So why should it be expected that you have to work 40 hours a week right. and also clean the house? And then what do I do? I just change the oil every three right. months. And, Which I do, but... <laughs> and I commute to and from, and you work from home too. So right. there's that other like, oh yeah, you can commute and then you can come home and cook me dinner. And yeah, we yeah. do not have that. Dynamic. Yeah, your eight or nine hour workday is like 10, 10 and a half yeah. hours by the time you commute. And again, we're not saying this to be like, you have an incredibly hard work schedule that right. you work more than anybody and you work 80 hours or nothing yeah. like that. But it would just be unfair to expect you to do work and bring home an income and also ask you to do all of the traditional womanly roles right. in the house. I yeah. think that'd be silly. I agree. And that's not to say like if you are in a household where you and your spouse have made that decision and that's what you're going to do and those are the traditional roles you're going to take, by all means, I respect that. Like that's... Sure. I mean, that's great. That's something that you made the decision together on. But our big thing, I think my parents as well kind of had the same dynamic as your parents where they decided, like, I think it was right around the time they got married. My dad would take care of everything on the outside of the house. My mom took care of everything on the inside. And you could see where like my dad would help out on the inside of the house. And I mean, he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal word worker and he can build anything you ask him to. So he was constantly doing, you know, home improvement projects and things like that. But you could tell as well, like when my sister and I were growing up and we weren't the best at helping with the dishes and, um, you know, doing our own laundry and things where it would become a burden almost on my mom. And so that was when we talked about it during premarital counseling. And we decided to change that dynamic and my biggest thing is if both of you can occupy the space both of you are responsible for cleaning it it's not just going to be on one person you are sharing that space together and it's just expected that if you're going to occupy the space and you're going to use the space that you're also capable of cleaning it and keeping it tidy and and things and there are some things that naturally 
Like if I notice the, f- the floor needs to be vacuumed or something and you're working and I get home early, like I'll just vacuum the floor just because you notice that it needs to be done. Yeah, she'll He'll- do it right when I'm on a conference call. No, I will not. Right in the back. No, I'm just kidding. No, I will not. He's being dramatic. So yeah, there. I I appreciate our dynamic and I know it will change. I mean, we don't know what the future of our family holds or anything like that. But the one thing I do like the most about the way we've kind of divvied things up is that we still cook dinner together with yeah. the exception every once in a while we won't. And that's just because like you would go to band practice or something and I'd be at home or vice versa. Like if I ended up working late, like he would cook dinner and it would be ready when I got home just because it was, I was coming home, you know, around six thirty, seven o'clock. So, yeah. but that's one thing I really do like is that we cook together and then we clean up together. It's not just one person is cooking and cleaning. And there are some times where one person will clean up, but that's just because we've got something going on to where the other person needs to go take care of whatever it is. So, but that is one thing that I appreciate about what we decided is just if we're both going to occupy the space and live here, we're both going to clean it and yeah, and tackle it together. It's not just one person. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah I think we could do a whole episode just on eating dinner together or cooking and eating and yeah. why that's been beneficial for us. Yeah. Cause I really do enjoy that. I enjoy cooking anyways in general. Same. So doing it together has been awesome. Yeah. So tasking out like household chores more than deciding like this is going to be what you do and this is going to be what I do. I think what I would recommend to anybody is just make sure that you talk about it like before you get married because you don't want to go into a marriage and living together with two like you expecting what we have now and me expecting something totally different Mm -hmm. or you thinking that I'm going to do something and me thinking that you're going to do that thing. And now we're married and we're living together and it turns into a big fight. Right. Where I think it's beneficial to just talk about it before you live together. And then, you know, and you're going into it with the same expectations Yeah. for chores around the house essentially yeah i think those because even when you grow up you have chores yeah and i think those unspoken expectations too are what really cause resentment to brew or you know you're kind of like walking on eggshells and things like that because you haven't talked about it so you're carrying this like anger and irritation at the situation or at your spouse right because you were expecting them to do something that you never even talked about they can't read your mind and so, yeah, I think that w- that causes a lot of issues a lot, a lot of times. Right. So, yeah, it's been a great thing for us to just kind of eradicate that altogether so we don't have that issue. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. I agree. What's next? I think we had three topics. Roles in marriage. Oh, our marriage roles. Yeah. Yes. So we had household Chores and then marriage roles, which I guess we kind of touched on we with did, the household yeah. thing. That's somewhere where, as far as some roles that we are more traditional, like for example, I would consider myself the spiritual leader of the house. Yes. So deciding things like, like if we're going to go to church, generally, I feel like I push that. And if I get lazy about it, 
luckily you do enjoy going mm-hmm. to church. Yeah. So that works. I think we both have a strong yearning for Jesus, yes. which has been paramount in our relationship mm-hmm. because we have always put him first. But being the spiritual leader of the house for me is just how it goes. Yeah. And that's one, I guess, blue job that just (laughs) is. Yeah. But we also, because we each individually have a relationship with Jesus and that was the foundation of our lives before we knew each other, we knew how important it was to have a marriage that was based on God's truth and on the Bible. And that's what Jesus calls husbands to be as a spiritual leader of the household. And so that was something for me that was so easy to be like, yes, absolutely. Like, I want you to lead our marriage and our family one day and, you know, be that stronghold of this is what we're going to do. And we're going to follow what scripture says. And, and that's not to say that, like you said, you know, sometimes if you're like, oh no, like maybe we'll just watch online. And I'm like, I want to go to church, you know? I do not expect Chris to fulfill every need and desire and want that I have because he was not created to do that. Only Jesus was. And that fulfillment can only be found in in Jesus. And so I think it's important that you are the spiritual leader of our household, but because you are human, there's going to be times where you might be struggling a little bit with your faith or your relationship with God. And you're like, you might pull back a little bit. I'm like, no, we don't need to go to church this weekend. And then that becomes my role of stepping up and reminding you who you were created to be and reminding you of what the real truth is versus what might be going on through your head. And then I just kind of help lead or guide you back as best as I can to that. Yeah. And he is called to do the same for me as my spouse. But yeah, definitely you are called and you have done a great job of being yeah. a spiritual leader of our household. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know even what the, there's a statistic out there and I'm going to botch it. So I'm not going to say the actual number, but the numbers are staggering for households with kids where the dad goes to church Mm-hmm. Like the whole family goes. Yeah. Where if just the mom goes, the kids don't go as much. But if the dad goes, a significantly more amount of the significantly more amount of time, the kids go as well. Yeah. Which is huge. And so I just think it's really important as a, a follower of Christ and the man of the house to set that standard. Yeah, I agree. And we're not going to be perfect at it all the time, but right the standard is there and the foundation has been poured in that, in that aspect. And so I think it's, that's huge right. for us. Yeah. And, and even yeah. going, even just for us, I mean, it took us a while to go to church together as a married yeah. couple. Cause when we first got married, I do sound at the church. I do the soundboard in the back. And I was doing that at two different churches mm-hmm. once a month at each place, um, which is only two Sundays a month. But then occasionally one of them would need me an extra Sunday. Mm-hmm. So then you're three out of four. And then it's almost exhausting. Yeah. And I mean, I love doing it, but it almost, you get to that third Sunday or the fourth Sunday when you don't have to go to church and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to watch from home like, yeah. and just be lazy. But that led to the first few months of our marriage. We only went to church like once or twice together. Yeah. 
Um, and even if you would come to one of my churches, I call them my churches, yeah. but we grew up very in the church Christianity, but very differently very too. Different, yeah. I was very traditional Episcopalian Lutheran. I was um, more predominantly non-denominational. Yeah. Yeah. So just different. Mm -hmm. Like I would call them like concert churches. Essentially. Yeah. But I mean, it's not what they are and that that's giving it a bad it's rap. The broad, it's the broad description of it, but it's definitely, right. yeah. Just but a I description. grew up it's very not. much more like traditional reading scripture and doing all the creeds together mm -hmm. and communion every Sunday and yeah. kneeling at the rail, just different. So it was important to me to one, make sure we were going to church together because we went through those first few months and I was like, this isn't working for me. Like I want to worship with my wife. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, obviously we have our own individual relationships with God, but going to worship together was still very important to me yeah. and we weren't getting that. And so I had to, or I decided to step away from what I was doing there so that we could find a church that we both enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, so we could go together Yeah, and that was important for me. And I know that was a big sacrifice for you too, because you've been doing it for so long and you know, those were your people, but it's something I definitely still, and I know I say it, but probably not as much as I should, but it, that meant a lot to me because it was very hard for me. Some weekends where I'm, I'm at church by myself and, um, or like you were saying the weekends that I would go to whatever church you were running sound for, I was still sitting by myself. I, we couldn't sit together because he was working during the service. And so I think because I had spent so much time in the years prior to us getting together, going to church by myself and not having somebody with me all the time and like getting to experience that it was hard for me to be in marriage and still not doing that to where I'm like, my, I'm like, my husband is here, but he's not here and next to me and things. And so that, that was a big adjustment as well. But I know that was a sacrifice for you. And I know you kind of got to the point where you're feeling a little bit burnout and, you know, I appreciate you doing that to be able to go to church with me. Um, I think it changed a lot of the dynamic of how Sundays were for me when we started going to church together again. Yeah. Or Saturdays. Something. Or Saturdays. We do Saturday, like Saturday night, night church night is service. awesome. Yeah. yeah I really so. do enjoy Saturday night. Yeah. And during football season, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Priorities, right? Yeah. So we did find a church that we both, we do both yeah, like. Really um, like it. And luckily we have some friends that go there too, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah. And actually, I don't even know that we knew our friends went there when we tried it out. We didn't. We had been going there for about a month or two before we found yeah. out they were there. I'm like, oh, hey, you go there too? Yeah. So super cool church and a church that's going through a lot of growth right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, just opened up a new addition, a huge kids center, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, like I've always heard a church without kids is a dying church. Yes. Because you have to raise up the next generation in the faith or else who's going to pay the bills? Exactly. You know? Like so. That. Who's going to, yeah. And who else is going to talk to other people about Jesus who don't know him? Right, yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, so opening up an addition where you can just bring more and more people into the faith and more and more kids, I think is awesome. There's no shortage of the next generation on fire for Jesus in that church, which no. is the coolest. It's the so cool to see to all see. the videos of those kids. Yeah. I mean, it gives me goosebumps every time because, I mean, and I don't know if you've, this is probably something we've never really talked about. 
like for me going to those camps and church growing up and just feeling God in those places and being touched like was so moving. Mm -hmm. And so seeing the videos of those kids doing that as well and totally different way than I did it, but the same outcome is just so cool to watch. It gives me goosebumps every time. I love it. I love it too. It's awesome. Yeah. I really like it. And it's a growing church. This was a conversation and an adjustment that we, I don't know if you'd call it an adjustment, but a conversation that needed to be had because we were raised so differently when it came to church. But I remember we had gone to that Christmas concert and this was at a massive, a massive church, like overwhelmingly large. And that is not what I'm looking for. That's not what he's looking for. (laughs) And so of course, naturally we end up at a pretty big church that we really liked, but I appreciate the fact that it is such a, it's a bigger church, but it feels like you're walking into like a small community. And I love the fact that they are so diligent about that, of really finding small groups, getting connected, building your family there and things. So it's, it's a big building, but you know, and there's a lot of people in there, but it doesn't feel like that. And I, I really appreciate appreciate that. that. Yeah. I I don't feel like we're just walking in and we're just somebody else. No, you're not just lost in the mob. Yeah. You're like, you can't walk in without somebody saying hi, multiple people saying hi to you. You are, you are seen and not just physically. I see you sitting there. Like people recognize that you are there and they recognize if you've been there a few times and they want to be intentional with saying, you know, like we are so genuinely so glad that you were here. What can we do to get you connected? And yeah. There's it's the not high five for Jesus guy. Oh my gosh, I love him. Lot. He's, he's awesome. awesome. Yeah, he's cool. They so. had a, the story of a baptism a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where someone who didn't know Christ came in for the first time first and he time. said that was like a monumental moment for him was a high five for Jesus. Yeah. That was so cool. That was really so, cool. We could yeah. talk about church forever too, I, know. I feel we like. We love it. <laughs> and we know that it's not everyone's decision but i mean at least for us it's nice to be able to just have an open conversation about it we are not perfect by any means there's a lot that you know i'm like i want to do this right and i want to you know live according to scripture and i want to be you know the the right christian but nobody you're not you're not perfect you were not created to be and no. i think that's the beauty of it and being there's able only to, one only one so only one so yeah, it's nice to just be able to talk about it and be open about it and grow and just have that conversation and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that and I mean talking about this may turn some people off, which is totally fine for me. Um we talked about before we when we were just talking about possibly doing a podcast what you know we wanted to talk about or and one of the things that we wanted to be was just genuine with who we are yeah. and authentic. And that's something that's very near and dear to us. And if it's not for you, that's fine. I would pressure you to go come and see what it's all about. Um, You know, I don't have all the answers and I know you don't have all the answers either. Um, But it's not something that we're going to shy away from speaking about. I mean, we're not going to shove it down your throat or anything like that. But it's something that, I mean, if you're lost and struggling or in pain, like it's definitely something I would consider will change your life. Yeah. And And that's undeniable that, and it's us speaking from experience too. Um, at least for me, I mean, there's been a lot of times where 
I struggled with anxiety and, you know, waves of depression and things like that, where it's like, I had nothing left to give. I was at the end of myself and just feeling totally lost and totally broken. And then it's like, he meets you right where you're at. And when you experience that joy and that freedom that you only, you know, can only come from God and come from, you know, a relationship with Jesus. It's like, why not? Why would I not want to tell everybody about it? Right. But it's, we are very much the kind of people like Chris said, we're not going to shove it down your throat. We're going to just live it out and hope that we can at least be an example and be open about our testimony and our story. But we're not going to say you have to do this. I'm not going to force you to, because that's not going to do anything. And it's, it's just wanting to share that joy and like the freedom that you can't get anywhere else. And yeah. it's awesome. Agreed. So, Agreed. Yeah. Shout out God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. So. All right. Do we have anything else for our adjusting to marriage topic? I don't think so. All right. Should yeah. we wrap up? I think so. Okay. You want to read it or you want me to? I think it's your turn for the connection card. My turn. Okay. So if you didn't watch episode zero, yes. which was just our introductory introduction. Good grief. I'm having a <laughs> tough time speaking. It was just our introductory mm-hmm. episode about what we were planning on doing yeah. and who we were. We have these connection cards that we do quite often, almost nightly, but we're running low. So we've slowed down doing them because yeah. we want to do one at the end of every episode. Yes. So. And we did. Some of these cards can get kind of spicy. And so we made it a pact. We made, well, Chris made the decision and I just followed it that we have to answer the card no matter what the question is. So mom and dad, I am sorry if. Sorry, grandma. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we're married. It's fine. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is something about me that you were originally unsure about, but now love? Hmm. Interesting originally unsure about but now love this is gonna be a thinker we might have to like pause this video oh i have an answer okay you should go you like floppy bacon oh my red flag that's his only red flag guys he will not he doesn't like crispy bacon it's like it has a flop to it that's how he prefers it and that was a red flag for me (laughs) no they're truthfully i mean all jokes aside that I don't think there was ever really anything big that I was like, that's a little concerning, a little unwavering. Yeah. Can I see it? Yeah. What is something about me that you were originally unsure about, but now love? Okay. I have one. It's not deep. That's fine. But before I met you, I was like, we both had dogs, right? You had Cooper Uh and I had Millie. And um, I... I think I'm a little bit more of a strict pet parent than you are. 100%. Maybe a lot more. A lot more. I let the dogs on the furniture because I like to snuggle with them. That's what my thing was going to (laughs) be. I was never, and this is probably because it's just how I grew up, but pets were never allowed on the furniture. Yeah. And so I never had pets on the furniture. And your family is very much the opposite of that, which is not a problem. Now I've grown to love it. Yes, you have. Which is perfect because now it literally says, but now love. So I've grown to love it. I haven't grown to love the hair on the couch yet. That's true. That is the only (laughs) downside. Yeah. But I think that's what mine would be is pets on the couch. Yeah. So 
<laughs> yeah, truthfully, I mean, I know I said superficial answer was the bacon, but there really wasn't something that I'm like, okay, I don't like that. Yeah. We like, didn't oh, really yeah. have, I mean, we talked early on in our relationship mm-hmm. about red flags and like apps, like, again, we knew we were dating to marry. So we talked very early on about these are the things for me that are absolutely no goes. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Yeah. So if you have any of these characteristics or habits or whatever it may be mm-hmm. that, you know, this isn't going to work for me. Um, and we talked about that early on and, yeah. and it was more of not just like, Hey, let's get all your flaws out there. Yeah. But just knowing why we were dating, it was just, Hey, let's not waste any time. Right. You know, I like you, you like me. If we have anything in our lives, that's going to be a, and or put an absolute end to this mm-hmm. let's just do it now and not six months from now right so yeah i can't yeah. Th- honestly it probably sounds cliche maybe this is a newlywed thing maybe like two years from now i'll be like you had that yeah thing. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. probably all the people that have been married for more than five years watching are like uh just wait yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is fine yeah and then i have an, another answer to the question exactly so i think yours actually might have been that you were much more of a strict because i'm like oh it's fine yeah they can have extra treats it's okay let them be it's fine it's fine (laughs) yeah so all right well that's all we got today yeah so thanks for tuning in if you made it this far gosh dang it i did it again (laughs) i'm realizing that i'm a hand hand talker talker. yes you are i've never known that about myself no one's ever told me but when you have a giant boom stand yeah. in front of you you kind of notice yeah. but anyways thank you if you've made it this far <laughs> yes, for listening we would really appreciate it if you if you're listening on like spotify or itunes or youtube if you could uh leave a review on spotify even if it's bad if you didn't like it give us some criticism that would be awesome constructive for, yeah constructive, constructive or not or just be really mean i mean i won't care that's fine. But no, seriously, if you would leave a review and, and follow us, I mean, it literally just takes a tap. That would mean a lot to yeah. us just so we can kind of gauge, you know, if there's any interest in this. And like we also talked about early on, you know, we're not in this to get famous or no. to gain notoriety or anything like that. But, you know, if we can just help some people who are struggling with relationships or just have questions or are just curious or just want to hear us rumble on for yeah. an hour or I don't even know how long we've been going, yeah. but. Um, yeah, if you could just yeah. give us a follow and give us a review, that would be awesome. You can find us on pretty much anywhere you consume podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. and they're all on cloud nine spelled out like our last name, C L O W E D, not like the cloud, like an actual cloud. Yes. So that's all we got. Thanks for tuning in. See you next Tuesday. See you next. I forgot our outro. <laughs> Nice. I'm glad you got it. See you next Tuesday. Yes. You can do it again because I totally cut you off. See you next Tuesday. Bye.